0: Thank you, Lord. The Lord's good, isn't he? Yeah. Mm, thank you, Lord. Yeah. You know, I really felt this morning while we were worshiping just, uh, you know, there's a story in the Old Testament where under King Saul's regime, he forced everybody not to eat anything, you know, because they had to fight this battle, you know, which wasn't brilliant. You know, if you're going to send people out to fight, you'd like to let them feel, get some energy. And, of course, you know, his son that he was going to eat some honey and he did and it says his face became bright and that speaks of revelation and i really felt this this honey from heaven that god was releasing to people this morning that god just wants to reveal you know he wants to people's you know eyes to be open and their countenance to be lifted and this freshness that would come into them. how many people could use a little of that and I said, so Lord, we ask you for that. We thank you, Father, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. We thank you for refreshment from heaven. And I just see you wanting to do that for people all over the earth, Lord, where people could find something that would cause their eyes to be enlightened, Lord, and their, their energy and their life to come back in. And we ask you to do that today in Jesus' name for every person who has a hunger for that and every person who has a desire for it. And those who don't, Lord, just slap it on them anyway. (laughs) Because once they get it, they're going to like it. (laughs) Isn't that the way the Lord is? You know, He'll just splash some on you. That's what we're looking for, is Lord, splash some of yourself on us. Yeah, Holy Ghost, amen. Yeah, the Holy Spirit's the most important person on the earth, right? Amen. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to, you know, I don't normally speak four times in a row. I really try not to do that. Uh, I like to do three times in a row. Everybody has their own little rhythms in life, you know, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about? So I have this rhythm in me that I feel like that I've developed. And so, but I wanted to finish this because I'm not going to be, obviously I'm not going to be here next week, but Becky will be speaking next Sunday. So that'll be really good. Uh, And then the following Sunday will be Matthew's and Sarah's last Sunday. So Matthew will be speaking that day, telling us his goodbye message you know whatever that is you know it'll be good i'm sure uh and then uh the following sunday uh the 21st i think jim jim hill will be speaking he always brings a really awesome word uh and he'll be back you know fresh back from south america so he may have something to say you know cuz i'll wear him out down there translating <laughs> yeah you know, you know. He'll be really tired every time I. Here's I'll, I'm telling on Jim now. I'll get in there and preach, and he'll be sitting there the whole time. Byron, you gotta, you gotta shorten this. But I'm just tired, you know. I can't. I'm having a hard time keeping up with you, you know, because you know, it's hard to translate. Because you gotta focus, and not. You know, I'm not a real focused person. So, now you know. But I hope we'll leave a little bit for him. So I'll tell him that. I know you're gonna be speaking at River Life in a couple of weeks. So I'm not gonna just completely destroy you this this time. And maybe next year Luis will go down there because he's he's my best my best translator. He's really good. It's always good to having a really good translator when you're speaking. Does anybody want to translate for me this morning? <laughs> I've had people tell me that well somebody needs to translate for you, man. We can't understand you anyways. The reason I wanted to back to back to the real world, right? The reason I wanted to do this fourth message in a row is because I've been talking about uh dreams, desires. And purpose. I talk about destiny, okay, and uh, and I wanted to kind of finish a little bit this morning because I believe we're in a time where God is is calling people into their destiny, okay, and he's and he's and the way God connects you with your destiny is he he awakens the dreams and desires in your heart, the de- the dreams and the desires that he puts in your heart is what will actually connect you with the destiny, the purpose, the reason God created you. And every person has a destiny. Every human being on this earth, God created them for a purpose. Uh, Ephesians 2.10 says that we are created for good works that we may walk in them. And so don't ever believe anybody and don't believe a story that you don't have a day. De- it doesn't matter how old you are. If Even if you're an older person this morning, let me tell you, in the Old Testament, Joshua and Caleb were old men, okay? They were old men, and they lived, they lived their life for that destiny that God had put them. In fact, Caleb went to Joshua as they began to overtake the promised land and, and reminded him of what Moses had spoken to him, that there was a promise for him. And he said, I want my promise. I want what God promised for me. And so he wasn't willing to live his life. And not have what God had for him. In fact, uh, this is what Caleb said. He said, "I hear there's giants up there. So be it. That's what he says. If they're there, they're there because God has g- gave me a word that that land is mine, and and I will take that land. And so, no matter how much opposition you're facing in your life, no matter what it is, okay, God, if God has put something in your heart, it can come true." Okay, we have to allow it. Now, there's a difference between our dreams and our desires. Uh, if we, you understand what I'm saying, we need to get that out of, off the table, and get God's dreams and God's desires in going in our life. And when we do that, your dreams and desires, those little things, they they'll be taken care of. They'll be. It's going to be good. Uh, and so, one thing about dreams and desires is they're about hope. Okay. That's what, what it's about. People who don't have a desire, people who are not living for a dream, are people who are losing hope in their life. And hope is hope, without hope, there's no faith. Okay? Because hope, right? There's no faith without hope. And without faith, love cannot be expressed. Okay? Because faith works through love, right? That's what Galatians tell you. Faith works through love. So you need hope, and to have a person, a sign of hope in a person's heart, is that they have something in them. That they believe in in their heart. They have a thing down in, the, in them that says, God has put me here for something. There's something in me that tells me that I've got something here. I've got, I'm here for a purpose. I've got something in my heart that, that I want to do. And it really doesn't matter what it is. Okay. Don't, you know, all that matters is if it's from God. You know, that's all that matters. It could be anything. And I want to encourage you really to connect with it. But I wanted to talk a little bit this morning about how how to see those dreams come true, how to see those desires fulfilled in your life. Like, I'm an expert at it, but <laughs> I do know something. I'm from the old school. I'm old school. I'm from the school of hard knocks, okay? I can tell you all day long how not to do it, okay? I'm pretty good. So what I've done, I've taken all my how not to do it, and I've looked at it in the opposite way and said, oh, this is how you do do it, because I can tell you this is how you don't do it, Okay, and so i got a, a few things. This is a really a simple message, and in the end I'll pray for you if you'd like. Uh, f- the first one has to do with, uh, the first thing you're going to have to get, it has to do with inward healing, okay, inward healing. Let's look at uh, Acts twenty thirty two. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It says, So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of His grace. Isn't that good? And to the word of His grace. God and the word of His grace. Which is what able to build you up that word build you up means to renovate renovate it means to repair it means to fix the picture of it is a house that has been on the earth that has gone through storms and it has you know shingles have been blown off, windows have been broken in other words, this house needs a renovation it needs a fixing you can't live in this earth without needing some help in your life. every person in this room. I guarantee you, if you get truthful, you've got issues in your life. You've got things in your heart that have been, you've been hurt, you've been rejected, you've been betrayed. You know what I'm talking about. And those things are in, down in, inside of us, and those things affect, they affect our ability to connect with God. They affect our ability to connect with the dreams that are in us. And so, what God wants to do from time to time in your life is He will release the word of His grace into your heart and begin to deal with things in you. Now, I'm not a recommender of you trying to do that on your own, but I am a recommender of when God shows up in unusual times and unusual places in your life to speak to you about something that you may not even be conscious aware of. You need to respond to Him. I'll give you an. I have a recent example. God loves to show up in unusual times in my life. I was changing filters up in the ceiling, okay, on a one recent day in the air conditioning. You know, you had to put filters in there every once in a while to keep the air flowing. And as I was changing it, I felt the presence of the Lord come alongside of me. That was really great because I'm not happy doing filter changing. You know, I'm just like, I got to get out of here as fast as I can. It's dirty. It's hot. I don't really like doing stuff like this. So that's my fault. As fast as I can get out. Of here. But I felt the Lord comes out and I felt the Lord say, what are you doing? And of course I answered, I'm changing the filter. What does it look like I'm doing? (laughs) But I didn't say that last part. And then I heard this, this thought came to my mind, what are you thinking about? And my first thought was, well, it's obvious what I'm thinking. I'm thinking about changing the filter and getting out of here as fast as I can. But really that's not what I was thinking about. I was thinking about a person who 20 years ago really let me down really bad. That's what I was thinking about that moment. And when he said, when I really thought about it, at that moment the light bulb came on, is there was, and see, I was not conscious of anger, of bitterness, of unforgiveness. In fact, I'd already forgiven that man years ago. But there was still something deep down in my heart that God was after. And all he was after is for me to say this one thing. I let him go. That's all he was after. He's free. You know, where that thing, and see, I, that wasn't a conscious thought in my mind. In fact, I've seen that man many times over the years and talked, spoke with him and, you know, had great conversations and never went and never felt anything bad. But deep down inside of my soul was something there that God chose in a very unusual time to remind me and so, you see, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about allowing God to come into your life. I'm allowing the God and the Word of His grace to speak to you. Sometimes you, you know, that's why we have, a, you know, what we call sozo ministry, which is basically a minister to heal life's hurts, to help your heart. Sometimes you need to, I recommend that to everybody. all should all sign up for that and do that at some point in your life. Everybody needs this. It's just not for, for really messed up people. It's for all of us because we've all been messed up because this world was contaminated. And I think one of the things, if we're going to really live our dreams, if we're going to fulfill the desires, we have to have a heart that's got healing in it, that's got life flowing in it, that things are moved out of the way that need to be moved out of the way. and we. Otherwise, this is what's going to happen to you. I remember last week I talked to you about false hope. That's what'll happen. You'll go after the false hope. You'll go after the wrong thing you'll wind up doing it, and it's and it's a lie. It's a deception to you. Amen? Well, Matthew and Sarah, I'm excited, glad that y'all are excited about this. If I could just get everybody else, you know, excited. Let me tell you this, man, when the Lord really delivers your life and heals you of things on the inside, you get excited. It's a great day when God does something like that. It's a powerful day. And so that's why I'm big on it. The next one is Psalm uh, Psalm 1611. This is such an amazing psalm, Psalm 16. It's just absolutely powerful if you will. I mean, the whole psalm is. uh, But this is one that has really spoken to me for a long time, and it really speaks right now. It's verse 11. It says, You will show me the path of life. You will show me. See, that's really vital for us. The path of life is what I'm talking about. It's the destiny. It's the dream that God has for you. And God here is saying, I'm going to take responsibility for that. For you, I'm going to take responsibility to reveal that to your life. It's not something that you have to dig around and scrap around to find out about it. God wants to actually show it to you. And part of you, part of you being able to hear it, and that's why I'm saying it's important for your heart to be fixed so you can hear it. So so when He begins to speak to you, you can really connect with what He's saying to you. Does that make sense? Now, I want to look at Psalm 37, verse 4, right quick. We should all know this. It says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself. You know what delight means there? It means to be pliable, to be soft, to be yielded. That's what it means. Be yielded to the Lord. Be pliable in your heart. Be soft towards the Lord. In other words, walk with God. Begin to have this relationship with God. Have have give God access to your life. Give Him access to, to the deep places in you. And as you begin to do that, these desires that that God has already instilled in your heart—that's already in us when we were created—they'll begin to rise in us. Does that make sense? And and so, one of the things we I think don't... This is kind of obstinate, really, but it's don't focus so much on what your destiny is and what your dreams are. Focus more on on the Lord Himself. I'm not saying don't focus on those things because that would be kind of impossible, right, to just say we're not going to focus on... We're just going to focus on God. Well, that's just religion, right? But I am saying this. God's the answer for those things. God is the one who can really communicate to your heart what they really mean and what they're really about. So really our focus must be more towards the Lord Himself than what our dreams are. You know. It really is. Hey, you know, I just felt like the Lord told me there was a couple people in here today that you are pursuing the wrong dream. That's what He just said to me. It's a couple people here. You're pursuing the wrong dream. And I think probably it's because you had some disappointment in your life. And so you're going after something, you know, that's going to really mess you up. So number two is, you know, God promises to show you that your destiny. He promises to reveal. Are you all right? Yeah. All right, number three. He, this is awesome. Don't you love the presence of the Lord? He promises His presence as you walk out your destiny. See, that's where God's presence is. God's presence for you and me on a personal level is when we're walking the path of life that He has called us to, that He's created us for. That's where we're going to begin to engage His presence. That's why some of you are not really experiencing the presence of the Lord because you're on another path. Okay, it says... Does that sound like the Lord might be speaking to you? I think He is. Uh... Your, in your presence is fullness of joy. In your presence is fullness of joy. The presence of the Lord many times is expressed in joy. Okay? Inward joy. I'm not talking about circumstantial happiness, which I'm into happiness. Don't you know? I believe it's very biblical and very powerful. But there's a joy that can be inside of you. Let me explain this. And this joy many times has the feelings of pleasure. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking inward pleasure. Have you connected like this? You're doing something, whatever it may be, and you feel inside of you, when you do that, you get life. It feels, there's something about that that really does something to you on the inside. It can be anything. It can, be, it can not have to be spiritual. It can be natural. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Y- y'all remember that guy in the movie. Everybody's used this a billion times. this the chariots of fire eric liddell the olympian in the 20th he made this famous statement which by the way they cannot really prove that he really made that statement but it's a great statement he said when i run i feel his pleasure he was a runner when i run i feel His. (laughs) (laughs) it's a great thought when i so there's certain things that what i'm trying to if you can get in touch with your heart that you can find out really what god has for you by What's in what you feel pleasure about? What there's something of pleasure getting released inside of you. Yeah. That's a sign that you're doing something that God created you to do. Yeah. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, I'm, some people probably don't. But if you don't, you can do it. You need to be aware of that. That's because that's how joy, the feelings of joy, are, are experienced in pleasure. There's a feeling, a feeling, a pleasure in you. It gives you life. It, it, you feel something when you do it. Okay, that's the Holy Spirit working in you. That's the Holy Spirit trying to tell you this is this is you are destined to do this. this is what I have for you. I want you to do this and like I say, it can be many different things. It doesn't have to be spiritual. it can be chopping in the garden if you're a chopping garden kind of person you know huh picking blackberries if you're a Blackberry picker. Did you get this pleasure from the Lord? You're saying, "Oh, I'm connecting with God somewhere here." The presence of the Lord begins to minister to your heart, and it's the greatest thing. You know, I've got some things that I do that really give me life. Let me tell you. We were talking recently to Judy Ball. Y'all know Judy Ball. Well, Judy Ball is the fire fireball of fireballs. You know, she will roar through a you know, you know, like a room that's got a smoldering fire, and you open and let oxygen in. Woo! Well, that's, that's her woo, and I was, we was talking about the difference between introverts and extroverts. You know what I'm talking about. I was saying, well, I'm an introvert, you know I'm pretty happy being quiet. I said, Vic, you know what I don't really like getting up and speaking in front of people. Well, how come you can't how, how can that be <laughs> That's what said, how can that be? That's what she was saying to me, how can that be? You, you write stuff, you say stuff you've got so much to say. How can that be?" But here's what I didn't explain to her. The thing that gives me pleasure on the inside is meditating in the Word. When I really start meditating the Word and thinking about the Word of God and what it's trying to say and just, I find life in me. I find this thing that rises up in me. And I know, and that's how I know I'm, what I'm doing with my life right now is the right thing. That one thing. In fact, if I never had, got to preach it, I would still think I was doing the right thing. Because when I do that, I feel the pleasure of the Lord. In fact, I will tell you this, when I don't do it, like if I go a couple of weeks and don't do it, I'm affected spiritually. Okay, so when you begin to discover that thing, it's going to cause you to grow spiritually. That's why some of you are not growing spiritually. I want to encourage you, connect with that real thing that God has put in you. Find a place to do that, and your life will start getting activated. God will begin to work in your life. It's just, it's just amazing. I wanted to read Exodus thirty three fourteen to you because it's such a an amazing verse. You, we all know it. This is when they were leaving uh, and, you know, Moses and the Lord were having a conversation about the, you know, the, the Lord said, I'm going to send an angel with you. And Moses, uh, most people were like, great, give me the angel, right? I would. Wouldn't you? If the Lord said, I'm going to give you this angel, you're like, oh, good, good. Thank you for the angel, Lord. But Moses said, wait a minute, though. He had a suspicion that God was messing around there. Wait a minute. I'm not going if you're not going, right? I mean, you can send all the angels you want to, but truthfully, I need you, Lord. You know, and the Lord said, my presence will go with you. My pre- you see, that's, the Lord's, that's what he's saying. In these places where God's called you, the presence of the Lord will be there for you. And then he said something interesting. I'll give you, what, rest, Rests. You can come to rest in your heart. You can come to rest in your life. See, that's where you're gonna have peace at. It's when you begin to connect in with, with the things that God's really called you to do. Is is that's where real peace is found. And everybody's looking for peace, right? And you can really know this. That's really how you that's one of the ways you really enter into the rest of God, is you, you're doing and being, you're being who God says you are. And you're doing what God's called you to do, what He created you to do. And, and you can begin to become a person of rest. Now, I'll tell you another thing that tells me, though. It also tells me about this whole thing is that as far as the Lord is concerned, as far as our destiny and dreams are concerned, He absolutely forbids us to strive for Him. That's right. He In fact, striving for those things is, is counter. It's counter, is counter to God being to work. Because if you have His presence, you don't need to strive. Right? If you've got His presence, God is working on your behalf, and you don't have to strive to make things work because I, I was a striver at one time in my life, and a, you know, a fighter and a striver and an arguer you know with the Lord about my life and about what He called me to do. I would always have issues about how this is going to work out. and God is really not many times it's like, I don't really want to talk to you about how it's going to work out. All I want you to do is I want you to be willing to do what I've called you to do and ask you to do. Okay? That's really what he asked us. And he didn't really want us to get into this deal with him about how this is going to work out in our life. Because I spent a lot of time jammed up in my life spiritually because God was speaking about doing something. And it seemed impossible to me. Like, how in the world is that going to work? Lord, I can't do I tell him nine reasons why I couldn't do it. And basically what I was doing is I had opened the door for unbelief to just flood my heart. You know? I just, you know, instead of saying, if this is what God is saying, then this is what I need to be doing. If He's saying it, He'll work it out for me. And sometimes, it, I will admit, it can be dicey in the outworking. Real dicey. Okay, it is dicey. Could be, Becky said it is. God's is scary, man. I'm just going to tell you right now. Following the Lord is not born because He is scary. He's flat scary. He asks you to do some scary stuff. Like, What? You're kidding me. <laughs> I am not doing that, Lord. <laughs> you should. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And God really is calling on people to live that kind of life with them. You see, it's, it's the dream life, really, that He's asking you to live. We think about, oh, we've got to give this up. We've got to do this. We probably will. You're probably going to have to give up some things to really live your dreams. To live the dreams that God. You're probably going to have to let go of something. Okay? But you'll discover as you let go of those things that what God has for you is so much greater. It's so much greater. It's not what you had to let go of, It's what you gain. And I really want to encourage you to become a dreamer. Dream with God. Find, find the dream He has for your life. Don't be average. Don't be ordinary. How can we be ordinary people? We don't have an ordinary God. How can we be like the rest of the world? Why, why do we have to adjust in our lives to what the world standard is? You know, why do we have to do that? God is calling us out of that kind of thinking. Peculiar people. Becky's helping me preach this message. He's keeping me straight here. We are peculiar people. The Bible says that. You know, peculiarly good. I mean, are you all okay? Getting better? Yeah. Here's one thing that you're going to discover as you begin to really pursue the dreams of God is your inward atmosphere is going to change. Okay? Your inward atmosphere. What's going on inside of you? What is going on inside of you? You need to ask yourself that today. Are you full of anxious thoughts? Worry? Unbelief? Criticism? Are you being tempted really bad i mean in an excessive way where you you know you that's really occupying all your thoughts see when when all that begins to happen in your life, something's wrong but see when you begin to pursue your dream, your inward atmosphere changes and and the big thing in in that inward atmosphere is is an atmosphere of peace, and that's what how you navigate the storms that are out here, okay. Because when Jesus said in in John 14, he said, I give you my peace, okay? That's what he did. He said, I give you my peace. His peace was an inward peace, okay? That's what the biblical peace is. It's not a peace that's out here. It's a peace that's in here, okay? And what we had to do is like Jesus did when he was in the boat in the storm. That's where your peace can really begin to function. It's when there's something going on around you, you have a peace in you that you can release around you. That's how the kingdom of God is released. That's how we release the presence of God to people. On a practical level, this is how the presence of God looks on a day-in and day-out basis. It's peace. Jesus is the prince of peace. The Bible says the God of all peace will crush Satan under your feet. So lots of times we're thinking about the presence of God. We're thinking about it to feel a certain way. You know, the glory, you know, setting on us and all that's great. But there's not. the truth is on a day-in and day-out basis... You're not in a meeting all the time. You know, you're barely in a meeting. You're barely in church. You're barely with other Christians worshiping. So there's a presence that comes like that. But there's that presence that you're going to walk out the door with. Okay? And that you're carrying inside of you. And that's how you release Him to other people. It's through peace. Through your words that you speak. And if. And if if we don't, well, okay, here's what happens. Can I tell you another little little bad thing about me. <laughs> you know, when Jesus was resurrected from the dead, he met he, his disciples it says, were in this room locked up. they were scared. remember? And they had a right to be scared, because they were thinking, they killed Jesus, what are they going to do to us? Right, I mean, I would have been scared to death. Like, dude, they just killed Jesus. I mean, they ain't, nobody can stop these people because Jesus was the best, greatest, powerful person ever, and they killed him. So they were afraid. It says Jesus walked into the room, you know, through the wall, you know, however he got there, just met, you know, appeared before them, and he. And it says this is an amazing thing. It's in John twenty. It says that they were glad to see him. That's what it says, and he said peace to them. Okay, he said peace. He really released his peace to us. But the odd thing about it is, it didn't attach to him. Okay? It sort of bounced off of him. Because he had to say it again, peace. He had to release his prayer. And so one of the things that you really used to bug me real bad, now it only bugs me a little bit, is to really release something that I know is from the Lord, and the people you release it to, they don't. it's like it bounces back to you. John, uh, Luke 10, Jesus sent the 70 out, and this is what he said to them. You know, go out, preach the gospel, heal the sick, tell them the kingdom is near. Whatever house you're in, okay, that's what he said. Whatever house you go in, release your peace to that house. If there's a man of peace there, Okay, that your peace will reside there. If there's no man of peace there, it'll come back to you. Just, you see that? In other words, he's saying, go there, release my presence in that house. If there's a receptacle heart for my presence, it will rest there. But if there's not a receptacle heart, that presence is going to bounce back to you. Don't worry about it. That's what he was saying. Don't worry about it. Just, that's just the way it is. Y'all get this? And so many times we're going to release the peace. Some of us are trying to release this peace to a daggone you know, hurricane winds. We can't even release the peace when our kids are fighting. Right? And so God wants to teach us how to release the peace in every situation. You know, because I think there'll come a day when we may need to speak to a, a storm, a natural storm that's coming our way. And we need to be able to, to, to divert it or send it somewhere else. But if we can't even deal with the relational storms that go on and when people are messed up... So I used to always get messed up and get mad at people because I'd say, I know the Lord told me that. He told me to tell them that. And I'd get mad because they wouldn't hear it. And then I started reading about, you know, Jesus having trouble with His own disciples and after He even walked through a wall and they still couldn't receive Him the way He was releasing Himself to them. They couldn't receive Him. They had to... He had to double, he had to go back and do it again. Like, okay, well, y'all didn't get it, I'll do it one more time. They got it the next time. Now, they were glad to see him. They were happy to see Jesus. Oh, wow, Jesus is here. Peace. He could tell. They didn't get this. They're not getting this. He released his peace to them, and once the next time, then he blew and said, Receive the Holy Spirit, as the Father has sent me, I send you. He commissioned them. So, when we begin to receive the presence of the Lord, something can really Powerful happen in our lives. Yeah. Now, what does that have to do with dreams? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I just know this: I believe what that uh, scripture says that if we that Psalm sixteen, if we will allow the Lord to reveal his de- our destiny to us, his dreams, his dreams for our life, yeah. and we begin to embrace that. He's promised us His presence. He's promised us inward peace in our life. And when we have that inward peace, we have His presence. And that we can begin to carry that presence with us wherever we go. And whatever we do, we can begin to release that presence in the form of peace to people. And the world is dying for peace. The world's dying for peace. There's people in this room, uh, you know, I'm not against... uh, Medication to help people with depression and anxiety at all on any level, because I believe God gives medicine. But I think it's kind of bad in our country how much, how many people are on antidepressants and anti-anxiety pills. It's, something's wrong with that. You're thinking, Well, it's way too many people doing that. It's because people are afraid now, and they're scared about the future. Jesus said, in you know, in these times people's hearts would fail them, and that's what we're seeing now. is people's hearts, and are they're sort of taking taking medication that they're medicating themselves to and again i'm not against medication because i believe god gave medication i'm just saying the widespread use of it should tell us should be an alarm to us okay that the, the church has got to come into a place of peace okay i'm gonna just hush because somebody's gonna twist that anyways let me just read this last thing okay it says in verse 5 of Psalm 37, this is what it says, Commit your way to the Lord. So this, that's what the Lord, commit your dreams to the Lord. Commit your desires to the Lord. Commit what you feel like God has for you. Commit that to Him. That's what He's saying. This is how you're going to get this. Give it to me. Allow me to have control of it. This is how you're going to enter this. Commit this to me. It's powerful, isn't it? Trust also in Him. Trust the Lord with all this. You've got to to trust Him. You've got to rely on Him. You've got to believe that He can take care of that thing that you so desire in your heart. You've got to believe that God will take care of it better than you ever could. You've got to believe that or you'll be in strife. And this is what it says, and He shall what? Bring it to pass. He shall bring it to pass. He will cause it to come forth in your life. And see, that should put a stop to the striving. That should put a stop to the, to the you know, the, what's it, the, overstating everything because you're so anxious for God to do something. You know? He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light. That's what it says. He will bring that forth. He will reveal your righteousness as the light. It will be a revelation it will be a revelation. And your justice as the noonday. In other words, God is going to bring justice in your life. Isn't that really great? Then it says this, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Now this is what the Bible's telling us to do. This is clearly, and I know, like I've said this before, nobody's going to get up and shout hallelujah when you say, wait patiently for the Lord. I can just see everybody like, yeah, amen, we're going to wait patiently for the Lord. Nobody's doing that. But we better be doing it. We better be waiting basically, for the Lord because it says to. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. And this is another thing I'm going to tell you, a lot of believers, me including, you see somebody else being prospered and blessed and it makes you feel like the failure you really are. Do you know what I'm talking about? Anybody else feel that way? Somebody will say, oh, you know, this is what the Lord's done, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, every time he says something, a little I get. Uh, uh, uh. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking, I'm just going down the tubes. I'm a failure, Lord. I, look, at he's got all this happening. and I have done this, and I have just failed. I, I'm, I'm going nowhere. What have I done with my life? I've thrown my life away. You see, I'm, I'm talking myself into a lie. Because I'm doing what the Bible says don't do. Don't compare yourself. Paul, the Apostle Paul says, I finished my course. My course, God has a unique course for you. That's why Paul said, "Don't compare yourself, because you have something uniquely created for you that only you can do and only you can fulfill." And if you compare yourself to other people, you're always going to feel bad. You're either going to feel bad or feel like or feel like an idiot. Like you know, when I say an idiot, you're you're all cocked up. Like yeah, I look how great I am there over there flop, flopping around, and it makes you feel good because they're failing. You're trying to. Pr- I know y'all don't do that, right? Oh, I'm just so sure everybody in this room has never done that. You gloat secretly when somebody's not doing well. Because why? Why? Because it builds your sorry, flagging, weak self up. You know? I mean, truthfully, let's get real. And God wants to clear that stuff out of our lives. He wants to clear that stuff out of our lives. You know, that's the healing thing. That's the getting the word of His grace thing. Gets rid of all that mess, all those lies. You know, and then you can be happy and rejoicing when other people are being happy and rejoice, And you can be rejoicing with the way God is blessing your life and moving in your life, even though it may look a little different. Isn't that wonderful the way the Lord is? He says, then He goes, don't fret. Of him who prospers because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Then it says this amazing thing. Cease from anger. A lot of people have and forsake wrath. A lot of people are angry. They're angry because things didn't work out in their life right. They're angry at the Lord. They're angry at other people. Christians are angry they shouldn't be. It says, don't be angry. There's a place in the Scripture that says, be angry and sin not. In other words, you can have an argument with your wife, be mad at her for not agreeing with you, but don't, <laughs> but don't go to sleep like that. Fix it. You know I mean? Because anger is a natural emotion. But this is not talking about, this is anger where you're living a life of anger. You're just mad all the time. You're not happy. You're mad at everybody. You know? Anybody know what I'm talking about? A lot of Christians are like that, I hate to say. And the Lord's saying don't, you know, stop that. Get out you know, that has to go. That's hindering you. Uh don't fret. It only causes harm. How many people are fretful this morning? Well the Bible says it causes harm. It says it causes harm. How much fretting over the things like a lot of people fret over the our country is that helping the country any? That no, scripture says it's harming the country because you're supposed to be salt and light, and you're fretting over something that's just sort of an opposite thought. Or you're fretting over your marriage instead of finding the Lord in it. You're fretting over your temptations. You know, know that it's not going to help you. is what it's saying. Those things don't help you. It causes harm to you. And see, we need to get free from that stuff if we're going to really live live the dream. Yeah. We really need the Holy Spirit to help us. Help us, Lord. Yeah. Amen. Uh, So, you know, I was thinking about doing this because I'm stopping. I was thinking about does anybody in here want to dream? Seriously. Seriously. Do you want to live the dream life, the destiny life, the desire life? Is that really what you really want? Yeah. You know, that's that's really the whole point of all this. Because I felt like the Lord, I mean, I shared the whole, th- the reason I came into all this is I got this word from the Lord about picking up dreams. And in my heart, I didn't want to pick them up. That's what got me on this. It's because my dreams have cru- had crushed me. And God was saying, Well, I'll pick those dreams up for you if you will, if you're willing to let me do that. If you're willing to become that person again. Because I'm a big dreamer. You can ask Becky. She's always like, You're dreaming, you dreamer, you dreamer, you dreamer. All you do is just dream. But I'd, I'd quit all that. But see, that's who God created me to be. You know, I think he really created all of us. it's just that my dreams are a little bit more expressive than Becky 's Hers is picking blackberries. <laughs> Do you want to go with me i didn 't answer her. I was hoping i 'm just not going to answer. maybe she 'll think that i didn 't hear her. <laughs> therefore i won 't go with her because i don 't have no dreams about picking blackberries. I got a dream about eating blackberries <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I had it. It was delicious. Somebody else can pick them, though. (laughs) Yeah. I do want to pray for you, though, if you really feel that in your heart. Because I think God wants to waken you up to something. Hey, son. Sure. Well, you come up here and share it on the microphone so people can hear it because it won't do no good if you're just sitting there.
1: I just want to encourage everybody that... Y'all have a destiny. Because when we went to Argentina, I was Melvin Milk Toast, you know. I didn't, so insecure, all the whole thing. But the Lord brought us and brought me into my destiny. And it was like, you know, not anything super duper or anything, but it was my destiny and um, feeling more confident in what I could do there and learn the language and all of that. But... It's really hard to explain, but it is true. Whatever, what all Byron said today is true. When you come into your destiny, there's peace, there's joy, there's all this stuff that really grows in your life. And I just want to encourage, I mean, I am really set that people can come into their destinies. It doesn't matter who or what or how old or whatever, Also, because of our destiny for all these years down there, he has brought us back into a new destiny, into a dream that we had to live on a farm and to do all that. So eventually, the joy and all that stuff that you're dreaming about comes to pass. And anyway, I just want to encourage you all to seek after the Lord for that, because it is true. All that he said today of that is true.
0: Sure, yeah, thank you, Cheryl. They spent 10 years in Argentina, you know, taking care of the His Heart Missions base down there and ministering to people. And I will say, that, yeah, Cheryl never talked. She was shy, you know, wouldn't say anything, wouldn't pray for people. Now she's opposite because she came into the, her destiny. So I'd like for Cheryl to, you know, come back. Later. We're going to pray for people. We're going to ask the Lord to do, to do that. And you have an impartation on you to release that to people. You know, and I think that people of God desperately need this. That's why I'm, I'm saying it to you. I, I think you need it. I think I need I realize I need this in my life because we've gone through difficulties. But it's time to be done with that. That Now, I'm telling you, it doesn't mean we ain't going to face other difficulties, but it's time to quit lingering back there. In other words, this is what it is. God's writing a new chapter in your life. you got to quit reading the old one. It's time to start reading the new one. And you can't get the new one going if you're so stuck in the old one. That's That's all I'm really trying to bring you in. And Cheryl, would you come up here, you know, is anybody else what she said, does that speak to anybody's heart in here? I mean, does that, you know, I'm going to pray a general prayer, okay, for you. I think this is really important. I really do. I think it's it's vital for us right now, because it's what the Father's saying. Father, we just want to, we want to bow to you today. I want to say, Lord, to to old men i want to say old men i want you to be like caleb i want you to be like caleb don't quit there's a fight fighter inside of you there's a warrior inside of you so don't don't set don't retire in place you're not as it's not time for you to retire in place you can retire when you die And don't think that what God has for you now is too much to be like Caleb. Well, so be it. If God has it for me, I'll take this. I'll do this. I want to encourage you that. And I also want to encourage young people. You know, young people, you are full of dreams. You're full of them. Okay, you're full of them. Let God have control of them. That's what I want to encourage. Let God decide which ones from Him. You know, let him have those dreams. Give your dreams to God today. Just give them to him. And God will make them come to pass for you. He will do it for you, but you can't keep snatching it out of his hand every day. You know, just give him your dreams. Say, Lord, I give you these dreams. I give them, I let you have them now. Because you're the only one who can make them come to pass. And for those of us who just are sort of sort of got lost somewhere with our dreams we got away from that I just want to encourage you today I think those dreams are in you still I believe they're there God wants to resurrect some things in you so Lord I just pray for every person right now in this room just release that we could dream in you Lord and we could become the dream of God that you had for us Lord that thing when you looked at us Lord and you looked at our life and you created our life, Lord. And you said, this is what I have for this one. This is the life I have for them. This is how they're going to live. This is how they're going to live. And one day, I'm gonna, they're going to walk through a door and they're going to discover. They're going to discover everything they've gone through. They're going to discover all these things that had prepared them for that moment. To walk through that door. That door of Destiny. And they're going to realize the sorrow and difficulty was all there to serve them. To bring them to that place. I just want to encourage you to believe that today. That no matter what's happening in your life. That God has worked in your life. He has orchestrated things. He has taken the bad things that the devil has done and the world has done. And He's worked it around to enlarge you and bless you. That's what He does constantly in our life. Because He's so great. And I just encourage you to receive that today. Just receive God as a father and the father of your dreams, father of your desires. What happened to Cheryl? Come on out here, Cheryl. So I wanted Cheryl to lay hands on people if you feel that in your heart that you would like to receive an impartation from the Lord today concerning your destiny. And Cheryl, who else? Tony and Cindy, I definitely want to get they're in Yeah, Tony and Cindy. She wants you to help them. Come on up here. Now, here's what we're going to do. Well, if there's three people that come up, we're, we're good. There's, if there's 10, we're, we're good. If there's more, they'll have to make their prayer short, right? But what we want to do is just release destiny to you, release you into your destiny, release you into your dreams. Let God work. And receive something. Receive an impartation from the Lord. There's an impartation here, for this. There's there's power here. So if you are one of those people, won't you come on up and they will uh, and just line up here across the front and they will touch you, and release that.